Welcome to the Newtown Big Dreams Podcast, an interview-style talk show that's your gateway to the fabulous and fascinating people who relocated to start a new life. Whether you're new to our podcast or your city, our fellow neighbors from across Canada, North America, and the entire English-speaking world share their stories of reaching new horizons and big dreams. So sit back and relax as we navigate in-depth and intimate conversations with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, executives, creatives, and anyone who can share their story about their new town, Big Dreams. And now, here's your host, Luke J. Menkes. Hey everybody, it is April 29th, 2021, and it's about 10.30 in the morning on the West Coast, and I'm here today with John Lee, who is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. John is the founder of CustomMobile.app, a first-of-its-kind agency, and he makes custom-built, beautiful, branded mobile apps, and they are affordable to every content creator everywhere. He has plans starting at just $6 a month. So, John, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I understand you grew up in New York and moved to Pittsburgh. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, we came to Pittsburgh two years ago for a new job. Had never visited Pittsburgh before. Uh, we were in Florida on vacation and I got the offer for the new job in Pittsburgh. So we drove back up uh, through Pittsburgh just to take a look at it, drop, drop off some stuff, and then went to New York to get the rest of our stuff and moved um, without having visited before. Um, and so, mm. but we fall in love with the city since. It's a beautiful, small, accessible city. Every day I discover something new about it that I love. And uh, the parks are just great beautiful big compared to new york city it's quieter um it's just everything is calmer and yeah we love it here we've got a five-year-old son and i think for Mm -hmm. families raising young kids i haven't seen a better place to raise kids and grow a family than in pittsburgh so we're planning on being here for the long run nice um what about uh how long ago was that that you moved there two years ago February. Two years ago. Okay. And what is the current situation with uh, the COVID lockdowns in Pittsburgh? To be honest, I don't follow the news that closely, but people are still Mm -hmm. wearing masks outside for the most part. When I'm out and I'm running, usually I don't wear a mask, but it's really up to the individual. I I thought I did hear something in the news yesterday that you don't have to wear a mask anymore outside if you're vaccinated, fully Mm -hmm. vaccinated. So that seems to be a policy. But in terms of restaurants, people are eating indoors. The funny thing that I I found was you you have to wear a mask to go into a restaurant, but you can take it off to eat. So there's a little bit of (laughs) inconsistency, I think, in that policy. Yeah, it's the same here, too. So a friend of mine said kind of sort of facetiously, what would happen if he got into a wheelchair and uh, went into the restaurant, right? Because it says... The rule says you can take it off as soon as you're seated. Well, what if you start out seated? You know, it's a little, little strange, but it is what it is. I think we're dealing with that all over the planet right now. So, um, but I'm always curious, you know, to see, I was talking to a guy from Perth, Australia this morning and, uh, he said, um, it's been really mild there. They've had very few restrictions since the beginning of COVID on the West coast of Australia. So 
That was interesting. So um, tell us, how did you get into app development? Uh, well, I think since grad school. So I went to grad school back in 2008. And I went to business school just because I didn't really mm-hmm. know what I wanted to do. I, I knew I needed to get a proper job. And I didn't have a background in business. So I went to get that degree. And while I was mm-hmm. there um, for just some school projects, uh, we were told to come up with a business and product. And it was that experience, I think, that just started or helped me discover a joy and a love for designing products. So mm-hmm. after school, I got a normal job. I wasn't involved in product development at all, but uh, I, I, I caught the bug and I, I was always thinking about app ideas, product ideas. And over time, I was able to shift my career um, in that direction. So I made a, a lateral move a couple of years into uh, my corporate job. And I've been in product management since, I want to say, six or seven years. I've been in product management. And it's what I do okay. now. I work for a software company in Virginia as a mm-hmm. product owner, part of a development team. And I work with developers on a software product that we're always improving. Yeah, and I love it. I love the work I do. It's taken me some time to find it, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. So uh, you work for a company in Virginia. Do you have to travel there or is everything done remotely? Everything's remote. I got this job last year while in the middle of the lockdown. So I started remote and it's remote going forward. So we did. We thought okay. about moving from Pittsburgh, but luckily we didn't have to. And so we'll be settling, here, it looks like. Beautiful. So you're able to do your own business in addition to this job, this corporate job. Um, That's right. What, yeah. This is yeah. a side project. Right. So what, uh, what kind of challenges did you face when you started your new business? Well, it's been a long journey. Um, this current business is just the latest version of, uh, of my business, which I tried to start back in 2018 is I think when I tried to start something, I've always wanted to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so back then the initial idea was I wanted to build my own app. I love designing apps and thinking about solving problems through technology. So the first idea was I wanted to make a podcast app, uh, a social podcast app, which was fairly new back then. There wasn't really anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Anchor, I think, was around then. It was just starting out. But there wasn't uh, a podcast app where I, as a listener, could follow all my favorite podcasts, but also maybe engage that show on social media. So pulling in that social media content right alongside the episode content. So that was the idea. I thought it yeah. was wonderful. I got some validation for it. Um, thought it was worth the risk of pouring all my money into it and then borrowing some on top of it to hire an agency and try building it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that was probably a big mistake, but we all, I, me personally, I can only, I learn, only learned through mistakes. Yes. So that was about a year of, of hard work and patience and, a lot of money uh, down the drain, basically. Mm-hmm. And in the in that time, I saw many social podcast apps come and go, uh, and realized that I was probably uh, barking up the wrong tree, and this was probably not going to be a product that was going to turn into a profitable business. 
So, but that took a long time to realize and a lot of banging my head against the wall to figure out, uh, can we pivot this product into something that is viable, something that might work as a business. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then last year during when COVID all started and it dawned on me that this was not going to work as a business, I started considering, well, we have this technology that we've, we've built out. Um, is there a way for us to white label this technology and help podcasters make apps for their shows? So that was, mm-hmm. that was the initial idea uh, and white okay. labeling our app for others. Yeah. It's grown and since then. How, how did that go? Is that uh, what you're doing exclu- exclusively or mm-hmm. do you develop apps for all kinds of things now? So right now we're focused on marketing to podcasters okay. in the future. Um, We'll broaden out to content creators in general, but because we're mm-hmm. so new, we wanted to make that message really clear and focus just on podcasters. Okay. But really, the apps we're building are small business apps. Right. And we've made it affordable for any small business owner, podcasters being one kind of small business owner, to have their own branded app where they can house all their offerings under one roof. So for a podcaster, mm-hmm. that'd be their audio content. But a lot of podcasters also do YouTube, so they have video content. They may also have articles and blogs on their website. So housing all that content inside an app, just the way their website would. Um, But now you have the opportunity for your listeners to carry you around in their pockets, have the front door to your studio or your shop right in their pockets. And I think that's the the added benefit of having your own branded app as opposed to just Mm -hmm. a website. Okay. So um, you start plans at $6 a month. What does a podcaster get for $6 a month then? How can you spend more money than $6? (laughs) Yeah, for $6 a month, that's our hobby level. So if you're a podcaster and you're not thinking so much about monetizing your your show just at this time, um, we'll make a native app for you on Google Play and the App Store. Okay that can house all of your content in one place, like I said, your Mm -hmm. video content plus your audio content, any written content and your social media content all in one app, one place. Mm -hmm. We can also include um, audience engagement features in there, like a chat feature where you can talk directly to your audience and they can talk amongst themselves. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's, it's basically a content app that we're offering at that $6 a month level. Okay. The next tier up is a business tier, and that's $15 a month. That's more for the business-minded podcasters that are thinking about turning their hobby into a business, and they have Mm -hmm. either merchandise or um, they're thinking about ways to monetize their show. So they may have a membership plan on Patreon, or um, maybe they're consultants and they're selling their services as well. So the, the apps we build at the business tier have the ability to uh, present your products if you're selling products link up to a shopify site if you have a shopify site and other ways to monetize your show it lets the the user go through the entire checkout flow inside the app so they're consuming Mm -hmm. content they're engaging further and then they're converting to being customers inside the app Mm -hmm. okay the fun is it just the two tiers We've got one more tier we added a couple of weeks ago for the network. It's called the network tier, and that's for podcast networks. So if you have 
10 or 20 or 30 shows under your umbrella, you can make a network mm. app and that'll house all your shows in one place. Each show gets its own space and it'll be just a one-stop shop for your listeners to discover other shows inside the same. And that's okay. at $30 a month for as many oh. podcasts as you have. All right. And uh, is it automatic? So if I ha have this app designed um, and I upload to Buzzsprout, for example, or YouTube, uh, does the app automatically get updated? That's right. Yeah. So we're using your public RSS feed to pull in your content. So um, okay. the same RSS feed you're using for your podcast, we would put into our app. So that would update as soon as you publish to wherever your host is. If you have okay. a private RSS feed that you want to serve just through the app, that's one way I've been seeing our clients are incentivizing their, their listeners to get the app. Is You get app-only or app-exclusive content. If you download it, you can serve uh, private content, exclusive content through the app as well. Okay. And uh, how do I know if my podcast should have an app? I think every podcast should have an app because I think every okay. podcaster is a business person. Ultimately, I've talked to a lot of podcasters and every podcaster wants their show to be self-sustaining, financially sustainable. They want to do what they love and get paid for it. And an app is just like a website. It serves that purpose. You drive your mm -hmm. listeners to your website so they can consume more of what you're offering and, and convert to becoming a patron or buying merchandise. And you can keep doing what, you're, what you love doing. An app serves the same function, except it's it's on the phones of your listeners, and they can mm. they get the front door to your show in their pocket. So whenever nice. um, they open up their phone, there's the front door to your studio. They click into you and see what you're up to. They can chat right with you, and then convert to supporting you right mm -hmm. right there. Nice. Um, do you have a setup fee for a podcast? No setup fee. Yeah, we're a very simple business because it's made, It's just me running the business. So okay. it's just the monthly uh, subscription fees. And it's all through Patreon. Um, we I use Patreon as, as our customer relationship management tool. So okay. just like our podcaster clients, I'm there too. Okay. Makes sense. So um, how what's your turnaround time? Like if I signed up today, mm -hmm. how, how quick could I get an app? Um, it can be done within a week. So usually, I as soon as I get a sign-up, I send uh, an email to that person with all the requirements we need to get started drafting the app. It'll take mm -hmm. me a day or two to draft that app based on those requirements. And then we'll go mm -hmm. back and forth to get it just right. Um, on the business and network tiers, our clients get a login to a, an admin dashboard. So they can log in, see the app right there, and they can demo it. And when they're happy with it, then I'll start the app submission, preparing the app submission to the app stores. The The app stores will take anywhere between three and five business days to review and improve the app. And then it just right. goes live automatically. Just mm -hmm. something to call out though, Apple will not let us publish apps on behalf of our clients. So if oh. you want your app on the app store, you're going to have to get, make your own Apple developer account as a business. And I that'll see. let us um, publish under your name on on the app store google you can publish under our account for free um, but you can also make your own google play account for 25 bucks it's a one-time fee and then it'll go mm -hmm. under your own name all right
So how is business going so far? Have you got a lot of podcasters signing up? It's been a, a bit of a struggle, I have to say. Um, the reason I want to get on more podcasts is because I think the awareness is not there. I mm -hmm. think it's a brand new offering. So for podcasters that well, they, they haven't ever considered having an app for their show, why should I have an app for my show when I have Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher delivering my content to my listeners everywhere? Right. Um, and before, it's never been an option. It's, it, it's been too expensive to make an app for your own show. So it's something mm -hmm. that I think is brand new and maybe it's not clicking for a lot of maybe new podcasters on why they should have an app for their show. Mm -hmm. But as a, as a small business, um, it makes sense. Every medium, large business has their own app. If you, I shop, at, I shop at Target and they have their own app. You get your yes. coffee at Starbucks, they've got their own app because they know the, the business value of having an app in their customers' pockets. Oh, so... Sure. Yeah, just sharing with um, content creators the benefits of having their app are the same as having a website, and now it's affordable. You can make an app for the price you have to create a website, and therefore you ought to have one, Yes, just like all the other companies. Right. I agree. And um, I think uh, just raising awareness of the service will really help a lot, because I'd never heard of it before you contacted me. So um, definitely going to check that out today. How do people find out more about this uh, app service? Yeah, they can go to our website. I picked a very um, easy to remember domain name, custommobile.app. It, okay. it says what we do. We make custom mobile apps. So check us out there. Okay. John, um, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Sounds like a really cool service. And uh, I'm going to check it out today. Thank you so much, Luke. I appreciate the opportunity. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Newtown Big Dreams podcast with your host, Luke Menkes, and his authentic guests. And we love our listeners and hope you subscribe now to learn more about the amazing journeys of our incredible guests who relocated to find a Newtown Big Dreams. And remember, make your dreams big.